TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Yes, it is Black Hole Sunday. Stephen Lakeford, Joe Spadotti. We have football to talk about. Raiders, Chargers on Sunday afternoon. The Chargers already uh, one and one on the season after losing a Thursday night. We are recording this on Saturday morning leading up to the Raiders and the Cardinals game on Sunday afternoon. But we got a lot to get into, a lot to unpack from the Raiders and the Chargers. But Spinoni, good morning, man. What's going on? Good morrow, Stephen. It's a beautiful <laughs> day. I'm down in uh, Monterey at the in-laws. Mm. And, uh, it's nice and foggy how I like it. And uh, mm-hmm. looking to have a good time. Young Benjamin's turning three tomorrow officially. So... Happy birthday, Benjamin. Oh, boy. So, wait, what are you going to do for the game? Oh, uh, don't worry. It's all taken care of. Oh, boy. uh, My mom will come over. It'll be like around 5 o'clock or so. so Poor poor Betty. He has to have his third birthday on a day of a Raiders game with the Stradoni family. It's all right. Well, it kind of coincides with his nap time around like 2, 3. So, it's like uh, I think if I time it out well, halftime, I'll put him down to sleep. And then I can come back for the full game. And then it's so wait, what's it? What's it like? Is it like the other guys where when the cops are fighting in the funeral, you know, and they have to whisper, and it's like, "What the hell is going on here?" You guys, oh, don't worry. There's they have multiple multiple doors. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's <laughs> <laughs> There's multiple doors, so don't worry. If I yeah, uh, I was actually pretty tame last week when the Chargers lost. Like obviously, I vent to you in the text chat, but. Yeah, I, I was more. I walked away from that game more just frustrated than actually just more like mm. angry. It yeah, was just like there was just a lot of missed opportunities, self-inflicted wounds because they could have won that game. Like in hindsight, like they they the Chargers let them back in that game. Mm. If not for Derek Carr's three picks, I think they do win that game. There, there is something that I do want to go back from the text that you sent me because obviously we do, you know, text back and forth. I try to be the optimist. Obviously, you are, you're, you're a fan, and I'm a fan as well. And I try to remain optimistic through the game. But there's one thing that I do want to focus on um, that you did text me about, and it was you need to score here, and that was when the Raiders kicked a field goal to open things up at three three. And I want to get to that, but to a larger point. After the first week, do you feel like, and we haven't really seen it too much with Gruden because Gruden did the same thing uh, as McDaniels did, but I almost want to see the starters play a little bit within preseason, at least the quarterback and the wide receiver, because some of the throws that Derek Carr made, they're just throws that I feel like he wouldn't have made if maybe he actually had a game under his belt because it helps you see defenses. It gives you some experience. I don't care that he's been in the league since 2014. Look at all these players that have played in the preseason before. I mean, are you on the side of, man, maybe the Raiders should have played in preseason because to start this game, they really did look sloppy. Yeah, maybe like in like the third preseason game where, well, it's the third preseason game for the Raiders. Fourth, everyone else has what? It's, mm-hmm. Everyone has three. Raiders had four this year because the Hall of Fame game. So the third game, I would have liked them to see like play some of the starters because it is a new offense. Like, yeah, in the la- years past, it's like okay, well, they don't really need to do anything. Gruden's been Derek's been in this uh, Gruden system for a couple of years now. Whatever, brand new offense though. You have a new weapon in Devonte Adams. You haven't had since college. You know, Darren Waller, he's coming back for or he's not there from an injury, so that obviously hurt. He had a pick thrown to Darren Waller in that game, mm-hmm. probably just not on the same page there. Also to Hunter Renfro, so yeah, I think it would have helped a little bit, but I'm not sure if it would have just made up for all. Like it just, I don't know if how like one quarter or two quarters of preseason would have prevented all of those picks, but right. but I get your I get your point. Like Mahomes played in the preseason, like the greatest yeah. quarterback in the league, and we saw that again on Thursday night, like. He played in the preseason, but mm-hmm. I get the hesitancy if you're a new head coach and Josh McDaniels, like I got Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and I just signed all these guys, Hunter Renfro. I was like, I can't let any of these guys get hurt. We right. saw what happened to Zach Wilson. Like he's out for yeah. the first four weeks. 
and the Jets are screwed. Saw yeah. Joe Flacco in there. So I, I get both sides of it. I'm, I'm doing my Steiny. Yeah. Great arguments on both sides. Of course. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a sloppy performance from Derek all around that you're not accustomed to seeing because they were on a three-game week one winning streak heading into this year. So mm-hmm. it's a little disappointing if you're a Raiders fan. Yep. And uh, and yeah, I'm yeah. You're right though. It's kind of risking the injury. Probably would it be worth it? But there are so many there. There are these little plays that they made in that game where I'm just like, my God! Like when you texted that you can't settle for field goals. Like you gotta you gotta score there. I'm going okay. It's the first it's the first drive of the season. But you're like, I don't even care. And you are right because that throw that he had to Waller, like he had Waller had Derwin James beat, like McDaniel's. He called the right play. Him and Mick yep. Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, they had the defense beat. Like they had Darren Waller wide open, and Derek Carr just didn't make that throw. Got to make that throw. Got to put it right on the money. Darren Waller's right there, and he threw it nowhere near him. Didn't give him a chance to catch it. Yeah, and he and we talked about this, and that was something Darren Waller alluded to. Like, hey, Gruden never really like had specific plays for me in the red zone, and we struggled in that category. Good point. And now I feel Josh McDaniels like, hey. Like this guy's gonna scheme stuff open for me, and he did literally the first first drive of the season, mm-hmm. and Derek missed him. But again, that goes back to Darren's been, Darren Waller's been hurt right. slash holding in per se with his contract situation. Mm-hmm. Haven't had the reps that you've needed with him, so maybe you just chalk that up to rust. But yeah, in a divisional game against the Chargers, who are going to be a playoff team this year, I know they're one and one and just lost that Chiefs, but I I firmly believe that this Chargers team is going to make the playoffs this year. You got to score touchdowns, like especially in this division. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. You got to score touchdowns. You can't settle for field goals. And a touchdown there would obviously, in hindsight, change the game. Everything, yeah, everything changes when you do score a touchdown. So you know what? On on uh, let me just do this right now. I apologize. I apologize for my reaction. I should have agreed with you in the text message. So I apologize. Apology not accepted. (laughs) (laughs) But in that first drive, dude, we saw. Like that car and Adams connection, we talked about mm-hmm. it. Like we said, dude, they've been doing a lot of talking this offseason. Like it, they better back it up if they're going to go out there on the field. And you know what? That first drive, it showed that like, you know what? I'm going to be targeting Adams here and Adams overall. I mean, he had 17 targets in that game, but right from the get go, you could tell that him and Derek do have some sort of connection there. And the defense, for some reason, just decided, hey, you know what? We're not going to double Devontae as much as we can. We're going to leave him one-on-one, and we're going to play zone and just let Devontae Adams eat. So I I don't know. Like We can get into like the amount of targets that Devontae had, but just initially, your thoughts on the connection between Carr and Adams. Oh, it was great. I mean, Devontae had uh, held up his end of the bargain. Like He was mm-hmm. a baller. He was not the reason they lost that game. I mean, it was Derek Carr's fault, but right. I, it was encouraging to see that they, the seamless – just transition from, I mean, the last time they played was in college in a real game, you know, against UNC, uh, USC, I think it was the Emerald Bowl or something back in mm-hmm. whatever that was. Gosh, 2013, 14, geez, man, time flies. So, yeah, it was really fun to see. I mean, Devontae's going to be, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The guy is a problem. If he's yeah. not the best receiver in the league, I mean, it's him or Justin Jefferson. It's 1A, 1B. I think it's Devontae. Like, he's just, he already has the, the, the history, him and Aaron Rodgers, obviously. So, man, it was fun to see. It's fun to see just and Darren Waller started getting going later. Renfro's towards the second half started getting later. They mm-hmm. started to pick up the pace, which gives me a lot of optimism heading into next this next game against the Cardinals. But you're right. Just you find you put the ball in the playmaker's hands and you put the ball in Devonta Adams' hands. Target him 20 times a game. I don't care. Like yep. just keep force feeding that guy and good things will happen. So we actually might have to start putting this on uh, on video here, Spadoni, because we're going to start using a little bit more of the All-22 uh, as the season goes on. Um, but I'm going to assume you're on the side of, look, you have Devontae Adams. It doesn't matter that you're giving him 17 targets possibly in one game at the expense of these other receivers. Like, it's Devontae Adams. If you have him open, you, you get the ball to him. Like, it's Devontae Adams. And I don't know how anyone can say – ah, you know what? I don't think they should do that as much. I think they need to spread the ball around. I was saying they need to spread the ball around more in the text message, but uh, at the same time, when you see routes like this where Devontae is going up against Asante Samuel Jr. right at the uh, right at the end here, and he just cuts inside. Oh! Oh, my God. <laughs> just just took his soul 
<laughs> just makes him just makes him go the complete opposite way. I had no idea where it was going. It's like, how could you twice not want that guy? To get it? Huh? He did twice. He yeah. did the first time, and then again, he turned him around. It's beautiful, man. He's not even the outside receiver. They put him in the slot a lot, which is something I found interesting. But I mean, he had Asante. I, I know Asante Samuel Jr. made some plays, but God, Adams put him on skates there, man. It's we haven't had a wide receiver like this before. I don't think Raiders know how to re, uh, Raider fans know how to react to it. And Asante Samuel Jr. is legit. Like you saw his performance on Thursday night. He should have mm-hmm. had a pick six on Mahomes that he dropped in the end zone. Yep. Uh, he's a really, really good player. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's crazy. It feels like we just saw his dad in the league just not too long ago, and his son's right. already there. Yeah. So pretty wild to see that. But no, you're right. I mean, and give Asante Samuel Jr. credit. Didn't let that uh, play bother him. He picked off Derek a little later in the game. But that was yep. more of a bad throw on Derek's end than, than a great pick on Asante Samuel Jr. But nonetheless, um, Devontae just doing that to elite corners and stuff like that. It's a really fun sight to see because – just, I mean, we were used to, you know, Hunter Renfro. He's a nice, he's a really good player. Like probably a solid number two on most teams. Darren Waller, obviously top mm-hmm. three tight end, top four, whatever you want to put him, number one, whatever. But having a bona fide number one wide receiver, it is just, you, you can't put a price on that. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just so like a comfort for Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels in that offense. And you just saw him explode in week one. Yep. And uh, that play uh, was the big 41 yard catch that would eventually lead to um, that would eventually lead to the touchdown from Brandon Bolden and make it 17 to 10. That was the first play. That was a nice, that was a really nice drive there from the Raiders. That was was. huge just to get them back into that game. And that was a nice touch pass for, from car to Bolden there for the touchdown. It was, and he, you know, he bounced back. So I give him credit there, but really, in the first half, there were multiple times like I'm going back and watching these sacks from Khalil Mack and Khalil Mack is just unbelievable. We got so much to get to within the game, uh, but God, let's just talk about Derek Carr for a second. So 22 for 37, 295 yards. He had a couple of touchdowns, three interceptions. Obviously, that one touchdown in the second half to Devontae Adams, a really nice throw there uh, in the red zone, uh, just pinpoint placement. Um but those three interceptions were ugly, and I don't have the video of it. But that one that he had to uh, to Darren Waller, where it's just he's kind of throwing it into no man's land, and I can't remember the guy's name on the Chargers. He's number forty nine. Um, the name's escaping me. I believe it's Tranquil. Tranquil is the guy's yes. name. Um, like if Carr throws it a little bit, just, yeah. just a little bit deeper, it feels like Dar- Darren Waller would be off to the races. So you know. Even though he was, he did have a very frustrating game, Derek Carr. There are little moments in there where it's like if he makes the simple tweak, like Khalil Mack, the second sack that he had, the first one he just absolutely dominated. But the second sack that he had, Carr held onto the ball too long. It's the same problem that we're seeing, and it looked like he had a lane to run, like right in between the tackle and the guard. So, you know, there was a lot of good from Derek Carr, but there was also a lot of bad too. Yeah, it was. It was just in. You started seeing the happy feet a little bit that we've seen in the past, him not trusting his offensive line. I get it. Mm. A lot of moving parts. Seems like they're rotating a lot of the right tackle, right guard, like all this. There's a lot going on in that offense. Going to be a little harder, too, this week um, without Andre James' center. It looks like Dylan Parham might be taking over, so that's something we'll get into a little later. Mm. But but it's – yeah, it's it it looked like he just didn't trust them all day. And listen, give Chargers credit. The Raiders aren't going to be playing like – the, that might be the best t- like two outside rusher tandem in the league. Like Bosa, Khalil Mack, those guys are both Hall of Famers, so it's totally. going to be tough. To, and you saw on Thursday against the Chiefs, like they were struggling too. Mahomes is getting sacked. Like that happens. But credit to where Mahomes is not Derek Carr. He rolls out. You can run for a little bit, extend the play a little more, where Derek just – whether it was trying to step forward in the pocket, he, he's not sliding to the right or just of trying to avoid the rush. He just stands there, stands there, gets a little happy feet, doesn't know what to do. Does that thing where like he pushes his hand, like he doesn't want to get sacked. Well, yes. Still, drives me nuts, by the way. I hate when he does that. Just looks like he's scared. I don't like yeah. it. Um, and then, yeah, he just gets sacked. So mm-hmm. the, like I said, they're not going to be playing like Bosa and Mac every single week, but Hey, this is the NFL. You're going to be playing against really good players all week, all year long. And you got to figure it out. Josh McDaniels got to figure it out, whether that's chipping more or bootlegging more, whatever you want to do, hard play action. I don't know, but yeah. you got to do something to figure it out. But yeah, I, yeah. 
I think that's it's a situation kind of like what Joey Bosa was talking about last year, where it's like if you get Derek Carr early, like you can get him scared and you can get him nervous, and he just doesn't know what plays to make. Like I think you and I can can both agree, like dude, just scramble a little bit. It's okay. You don't have to stick between the hash marks consistently. Like you can run outside the numbers a little bit and try and make a play. It's it just seems like he doesn't do that anymore. And when you look at the final drive, when you know it's twenty four to nineteen, the Raiders had just scored a touchdown. Um, it's looking good right now because the defense is just crushing the Chargers. Like the defense was playing really well. Like without Keenan Allen, um, Justin Herbert responded in that Thursday night game, but against the Chiefs. But without Keenan Allen, like they did not look good in the second half no. after Keenan Allen went down with the hamstring injury. But they had a chance, and yeah. the two final plays, man, the third and three and the fourth down play, like you can't get sacked and then fumble the ball twice in a row especially in the final drive of the game when you're going to win it. Like, that just can't happen. This is the reason why people have been down on Derek Carr is because of plays like this where it's like, you know, whenever it's not, it's not a question of whether he can throw the ball. It's not a question of his arm, like whether he has the touch. Sure, he makes questionable decisions, but a lot of quarterbacks do. It's really holding on to the ball. And, you know, when pressure's coming, what he does with the football, sometimes it's just, it's alarming, man. And it's like, how can you win with that guy? No, it's it's very dis- uh, disturbing. Disturbing, excessive. I'm very disturbed by it now. Um, but it's just a little disheartening if you're a fan to watch yeah. like Derek Carr, and then you were on the other side. You're watching Justin Herbert throw darts the entire game, just seeds thirty mm. to forty yards, just on a rope. You see Mahomes do it. I mean, hell, you saw Russell Wilson do it for a little bit against the Seahawks in a loss. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm not expecting this type of performance because we don't really we've rarely seen three interceptions from Derek. Like was his third like time he's ever done that. Like mm. he doesn't do this, right? And I don't think he's ever in his career had multiple interception games in a row. Maybe I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the set I saw. He doesn't have more than two interceptions back to back games. Right. So I'm looking for a bounce back performance this week against the Chargers uh, against the Arizona Cardinals defense. That's nothing compared to the Chargers. He's got lit up against Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I'm looking for a bounce back performance there. But you're right, Steve. It's it's just a little frustrating just to yeah. see when you're comparing both of these offenses and what they looked like. And all of that said, they had a chance to win, which is the most frustrating part. Like they still like looking back on this right. game, like man, just uh, well, everything could have been wiped away if Derek led a touchdown drive there. Everything could have been it was like, oh well, you know what? He won the game. It's the two sides to Derek Carr, isn't it? You had the one. It's like it's like he was bipolar. You had the <laughs> one side of Derek Carr, the one attitude where people get behind him, like this touchdown drive after the missed field goal. It's twenty four to thirteen, and he makes that throw to Darren Waller. Right, that little deep ball, and it's like, man, like Derek, God, Derek Carr's legit. And then he obviously gets that pass in the end zone to Devontae Adams, and it was a great bounce back. But then that's the one side where people are confident in him. But then on the other end, on that final drive, like what he did with the football, that's the reason why people are down on him and why they're not, you know, categorizing him with the players that are, you know, tier one and tier two quarterbacks. This is why Derek Carr has always been like the fringe tier three, tier two guy. Because of yeah. plays like that. Yeah, he, he goes, it's him and Kirk Cousins every yep. week. It's like, oh, well, Kirk won week one. So he's right above Derek. Kirk loses next week. Derek wins. Oh, there's Derek. But you're right. <laughs> I think that's just where we're going to have to accept where he is in the hierarchy of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And there's weeks where he, he can go on like a three or four week run where it's like, oh, is Derek Carr elite? Maybe. Right. Right. Then he'll have a stinker against like the Washington <laughs> Commanders or something like that. It's like, oh, no, he, he stinks. So he's going to always be like, I see Raider fans on Twitter and social be like, why can't Derek like, and they show like 2016 Derek, like, why can't he do this? It's like, he's just not that player anymore. That's six years ago. You got to let go. Like he's not going to be that scrambling guy anymore. He's getting older. Like he's just, that's just not the player he's going to be anymore. What you can expect week to week is an accurate quarterback. He's going to make the right throws most of the time. Now this week he didn't, but most of the time he's going to try to make the right play. But He's a guy who's not going to extend and he will give up on plays early if he sees that it's going to be a sack or a losing play. Like mm-hmm. that's what he's going to do. And I think McDaniels has told him that. McDaniels talked post game like, "Listen, I teach my my quarterbacks, hey, I don't want you running. I don't want you getting hurt. Like this is a guy that coached Tom Brady for like damn near two decades or whatever it was. You don't want these guys getting hurt. Because right. if Derek Carr gets hurt running and extending a play, you're screwed." Yep. Like I don't want to hear Jarrett Stidham, "Oh, if Derek Carr loses the car, no, 
Jared Stidham's not taking you to the playoffs. Stop. <laughs> like if you lose Derek Carr, your season is screwed. So yep. like I don't want to I don't want to hear all the fans. Like I, I understand it can be frustrating at times, but the drop off between a guy like Derek Carr to Jarrett Stidham mm-hmm. is massive. So if you I can understand the perspective of a Josh McDaniels and a Derek where like, yeah, you guys want me to scramble, but then if I get hurt, we're screwed. So it's right. a catch twenty two. I get it, but I I know it's frustrating for fans. I just don't think you're going to see Derek just all of a sudden start scrambling more and more, which is something we saw under Gruden a little bit. But even then, it's just like he's not going to be that guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, if you're not going to scramble, just at least escape the pocket, you know, escape the pressure, try to evade it, try to yes. try to get away from roll, it. Instead. Roll out. Like, yes. I love like, I love like when Russell Wilson or like I saw like uh, I was watching the game before the Raiders. I was watching, uh, you know, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, both incredible athletes in that slop. Like Justin Fields, like to his credit, like he'll try to extend a play, he'll, like mm-hmm. he'll roll out to the right or left or just try to just extend as much as he can. Yeah. And then, hey, what do you know? There's a broken play. Dante Pettis touchdown. So just good things can happen if you just try to extend a little bit. And you mm-hmm. got the play playmakers to do that. Like right. Hunter Renfro will get open. Devontae Adams will find get open. Darren Waller will get open. Those are really good route running guys. Those are probably the top three route runnings at their position. So it's like just give them a little time. So is it is are the people because I didn't see the thing on social media where it's like they're posting highlights from back in 2016. Are they playing like those highlights where he'd roll out to his right and he'd be yes. directing he'd be directing the wide receiver and like pointing him over to where he should be? Yes. Yeah, I could I can understand that, but he's probably he's not, not going to do that anymore though, no. Steve. Like he's just not. That's not no. the guy he is anymore. That injury changed him, mm. and having 50 bajillion offensive coordinators after that that changes you like yep. i don't know what else to say yep um and you mentioned something i want to go back to what you said about bosa and mac they're probably not going to face like a tandem like that as far as pass rushing so i want to talk about the offensive line for just a second um because the pass protection was not good um Derek carr did get sacked five times although a couple of them he could have escaped it you know in in or at least thrown it away so maybe he could have avoided it uh but nevertheless like Man, there are a couple of plays where because Illuminor just was taken out for Thayer Munford, the seventh round rookie. Um, Illuminor, the free agent or not the free agent, they had him last year, uh, originally a Patriot. We were rooting for him, but he got crushed. He got crushed yeah. against Mac and Bosa. Um, and Munford Nothing did not to be ashamed of either. Most yeah. guys like those are really good players, but listen, you're gonna be playing this team twice a year, so right, gotta figure it out. <laughs> so they made the change to Munford, and quite frankly, Munford did not do much better. Um, but I will say that in the second half, when Jacobs really started to open things up, and I want to, uh, I wanted to play this video here if I can, if I can open it, if I can figure it out. Um, watch on the right side because you have uh, you have uh, Munford at right tackle, you have Parham, the rookie third rounder at right guard, and then you have John Simpson, John Simpson at left guard. Like, watch the way this is the big Jacobs run over the middle of the field. I think everyone's going to remember it um, because that was the biggest run of the day for Jacobs. I think it was like 17 yards or something like that. Uh, But watch the left guard or the right guard, the right tackle and the left guard and the way that they just work in tandem here to open up a lane for Jacobs. Gets to the second level. takes on the linebacker. John Simpson is pulling over, taking out the edge rusher. Um, giving him a lane and then Jacobs does the rest because when Jacobs does get into open space, like that dude can make some plays. Like eventually he's the one that eventually made it into a 17 yard gain because he broke that tackle, but everyone blocking on that play, including Hunter Renfro. Um, so there was a lot to, to nitpick as far as the pass protection goes, but in terms of run blocking, um, you know, it, it, it might not be as bad as we think this season, the pass protection is going to be a problem, but the run blocking might not be. I would have loved to see it more too. Like they were having a lot of success with Jacobs. I don't know what the infatuation with Bolden was early on, but the injury like to him and letting Josh Jacobs go in there was just, it was just a breath of fresh air. You can just see the burst immediately Jacobs in comparison to Bolden. Like Bolden, Mm -hmm. he looked old. I'm just going to be honest. Like he just didn't look like he had a burst. Uh, No Zamir White, which was interesting. I I was expecting him to see a little bit, maybe a play here or two. And maybe we'll see that against the Cardinals. Maybe, I don't know. There was just a scheme fit that they just, didn't want to right. see or whatever pass protection, whatever. But Jacobs just looked like he did like the end of last year. Just the burst was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was carving up that chart. Like people forget in that game too, the last game of the season in Vegas against the chargers, he was the guy that had the game ceiling play that run when Staley called the timeout for whatever reason he did, it was Jacobs <laughs> just plowing through people. And he is the hardest running back to t- like 
he has the most broken tackles in the league since he's been in the league. Like he is the guy to make you miss. So it was really refreshing to see that. And that's what I thought I, we would see a little more of. I was talking to it before the game week one with you. Like we might see a lot more running. Like that's, that was what we saw with Tom Brady and new England, Mac Jones, like, Hey, like we'll see a lot of running play action, pick your spots. But the problem was they got, they turned the ball over, got down early. Then they just had to keep throwing their way back into the game. And it was working for a little bit um, until it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree, man. They need to run the ball a little bit more, um, especially on third down, like that drive after the field goal, you texted it. And this is something that we've seen a little bit before, but it's like, if you, if you're third and short and you're going to be running the football, don't put Bolden in there. No, (laughs) just put Drake Jacobs in there. He'll get you the yards. I know in the offensive line. Damn it. I think people are like scared because Jacobs is a smaller back, but he's like, he's big and he breaks Mm -hmm. tackles. Like that's the thing. Like, like just look at like all like the extra yards he's gained after contact. He's always in the lead every year. It's just after contact like that. And that is what signifies to me as a good running back, like Mm -hmm. not going down immediately. Like you see a lot of guys where it's just like, they're not going to hang in the NFL early. You see like high draft picks that are running back second or third round picks just phase out early because they get, they get hit once and they fall down like or trip up. Um, and that was the most frustrating. I remember Darren, the Darren McFadden days where he would just slip all the time after that first cut and drive me nuts. Yeah. We're not going to go back into that, but yeah, feed the guy third and short or like, or on the goal line. God. And that was, by the way, week one, you saw a lot of boneheaded goal line plays. I saw Mm. a lot that obviously in that Broncos Seahawks game where the Broncos fumbled twice with Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Jacobs doesn't fumble the ball a lot. Like he just doesn't like he's a very secure running back. Um, so yeah, just don't be afraid. Fourth and short, third and short. Give it to Jacobs. Good things usually happen. Well, uh, you know, as we look at the injury report ahead of this game, um, it looks like Brandon Bolden has been listed as doubtful uh, with a hamstring injury. So you're probably going to be seeing a little more Z- Zamir White. They had the one play, um, which was a wheel route to Amir Abdullah. Um, the 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 linebacker actually made a really good play on the ball. It was Kenneth Murray Jr. Number Kenneth nine. Murray looked uh, he was great in that game. He's looked yeah. good all year so far these first two games. I wanted the Raiders to draft him in that yeah. draft two out of Oklahoma. He's he's looked really good, and he covered that wheel route perfectly. He read it like Carr had his eyes on Abdullah the entire way. I actually want to see them do that again because not every linebacker is going to make that play. So no. um, at least they took the chance, and it was an incompletion, um, and it wasn't an interception. So I like that Abdullah's there, but I think we're going to see a little more of Zamir White too if they decide to run the ball. But uh, Andre James, the center, obviously is out. Um, so Dylan Parham probably going to be in his place. And then we get to the defense. Um, Trayvon Merrigan, I'm not going to try and, uh, pile on Trayvon here, uh, but I wanted to see a little more from him, um, as far as defense goes in pass coverage, like tackling, he's good. Um, I'm not worried about that, but I want to show this, uh, Carter touchdown here. And I actually want to get your thoughts on this because like I can watch film and, you know, all 22 and think that, you know, uh, think that I understand like which, uh, players are going where, but I wanted to play this one here. All right. So let's just set the scene. This is why we got to put it in, put it on video to be honest. Um, but we got Deandre Carter here in the slot. Looks like they're going to be playing his zone. Um, uh, Trayvon Merrick's playing deep safety there and he's way deep in the field. He's within the 10 yard line and this is all the way from the 25. So he's 15 yards downfield. Um, and you see this play Diablo and Merrick. It's clearly their zone there. And I'm wondering from you and I want to get your perspective. I want to pause it. So we got, Devon Diablo at the linebacker spot. We got Trayvon Merrick. Clearly, they're in a zone defense, and um, it looks like uh, it looks like Anthony Averett had his side just completely locked up. Like it looked like it was all good. Mike Williams was there. He faked like he was going to run a deep route, and it looked like it faked Merrick. But I want to see from your perspective whose fault you think it is. So this is a DeAndre Carter touchdown, and Devon Diablo has his eyes on the running back, gets back into a zone. Has his oh damn it did it did it go did it end early oh no oh, I gotta save the video better but all right I'm gonna replay it from the outside here so you got Diablo number five you got Merrick there in the deep third and then it looks like Merrick shades over and then it, he's late to tracking the ball for Merrick there or for uh, for Carter but it also looks like Divine Diablo too could have gotten to try to jump the route so I don't know whose fault that was, but it was just a miscommunication on defense by the looks of it because he was just wide open in the middle of the end zone and Justin Herbert throws a strike. 
Yeah, the, and Justin Herbert, you you said it there. Like that's just a, an elite throw too. So, but you got to be able to make some plays too in the secondary. Um, I would put that more on Merrick. I mean, Diablo is a huge guy. He's out there in the backfield. That's more on Merrick to me. Yeah. When you're the safety, you got to make a play. You're the last line of defense. That's always going to be on you. You or Abram, like those are the plays that you got to make. Pass breakup, and we saw Nate Hobbs. Like Nate Hobbs is making the plays. Like I, that's yeah. that's why. I, he was the only guy making plays on defense for a while. So yeah, yeah. So Nate but I put that more on Merrick. And you're right. You'd like to see more out of the, the second year guy. I think we will. God, just Herbert was so good in that game. Like he just yeah. wasn't missing. He just wasn't. Like he just he just dime after dime after dime. And he got it hurt too, by the way. So he's got a rib cartilage injury. So that's gonna be interesting. Monitor as monitor as the year goes on. But yeah, I don't put that on Diablo. I don't, yeah. It's just fr- it's a frustrating play though because I felt like we saw that a lot last year where the the secondary was just uh, so close to making a play mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. I go back to that the game in Vegas against the Chiefs where Mahomes just lofted it up there right o- and Kelsey just picks it off over Abram's head and where it's just like oh, why does this happen all the time? Like why can't right. my safety just make a play? Like and we're used to seeing Charles Woodson out there making the plays. Mm-hmm. And you go from Charles Woodson to guys like Abram getting smoked. So, yeah. and, Ab- and Abram actually made some plays, but he's, well, I still saw I mean, him get a beat. I, I, I mean, saw him get a beat a lot last week. Still, do I do I do I got to play this one where he tries to take on the center? I mean, do I have to play this one where he's lined up basically <laughs> in the box and then he tries to take off the center? The center just <laughs> piles and pile drives him to the ground. That was brutal. But Abrams, Abrams made a couple of plays here and there. Um, but I do want to focus on Diablo a little bit because I texted you uh, earlier in the week when I was doing like a PFF breakdown and they gave him like a 40, like a, like a 30 or 40 grade uh, in pass coverage, which was just terrible. Um, but I don't put that on Diablo. What I'm really yeah. worried about is Diablo stopping the run because if you go back and watch any of it, like it, it, I don't know if it's good on the offensive lineman. It's just good play by them. But Diablo is just going exactly where the running back isn't. He's like trying to fill a gap, but the running back is going the complete opposite way. And it's like, Diablo, what are you doing? Just like he, he, he's so aggressive in the run, but he was making a lot of wrong, uh, wrong decisions in this game against the run, in, in my opinion. And I mean, with Denzel Perriman out, like that's another one who's out for the injury report this Sunday. Going to need to see more from Diablo stopping the run. Tough loss, and I think we'll see a lot of Luke Masterson in, in his place. Mm-hmm. And he made and that guy was looking great in the preseason. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big jump from preseason to regular season. So, and he got a tough assignment, man. Kyler Murray guy scatters a lot, and they not they're without like all of their weapons. There's no DeAndre Hopkins, no Rondell Moore, no Andy Isabella. They'll have AJ Green and Zacherts pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think. And James Conner in the running back. So. You're going to have to account for Kyler Murray, a lot of scrambling runs and stuff like that, trying to keep him contained. And you're right. Pass protection was just not good all around last week. It just wasn't. wasn't up yeah. to standards. Just a lot of just – it felt like they were so close to getting him down. Crosby and company just so many times like, ah, just so close. And then he would get out, just make a strike or just run. It's just – it's tough. It's tough to go against this team. It's just pick your poison, you know. And there we see it. Max Crosby making an unbelievable play on fourth down. Chargers getting Chargers trying to charge that game, by the way, getting cute. Like, yeah. Put the yep. ball in your best player's hands, and that's Justin Herbert. I didn't understand this running play on fourth and short. But yep. Crosby just he was one of the highest players uh graded at PFF this last week. And I Dude. know it didn't show up in the stat line with the sacks, but God, he was so close so many times as getting that guy down. But credit Herbert. Dude, like he can't be stopped. He can't. No. He just needs to. He just needs to finish. Like once those sack numbers go up, we've seen him do it against the Bengals a couple of years ago with that five sack game. Uh, but if you watched like every play, he sticks out. Like the run game. There's there's one play in, in particular, and I don't have it on, on video, but it's the instincts that he has as a lineman and not being overly aggressive. Like there was a play where um, this was. Oh man, if I'm not mistaken, this is eventually where they made the stop. Uh, it was, I think it was a 10 three game and, uh, inside the 10, the tight end leaked out. I think it was Gerald Everett. He leaked out into the flat and Crosby had an opportunity actually to go after Herbert if he wanted to like Herbert's wide open there. Crosby is looking like, I think he's a, I think he's a spy on Herbert, but there's a play where the tight end leaks out and Crosby instead of, 
you know, instead of trying to go after the quarterback, which a lot of edge rushers do, they see red and they try to go after him. He instead covers the tight end, stays in coverage, and then they don't even get the first down out of it. And if I'm not mistaken, that's where they didn't score within the red zone. So it's little plays like that with Crosby. Like, the numbers will come. Dude's a beast. Dude's a stud. Absolutely. And no, you're, you're right. It's what he hangs out his hat on is just effort and his mm-hmm. motor skills. And just he's fast, too. Like, the guy's got arms everywhere. Gumby, they call him. Condor, whatever you want to call him. But... <laughs> God, he was he was absolutely outstanding. It was players of the game for me were him and Nate Hobbs, just unreal. Yep. Devontae Adams on offense, obviously, but those two guys were making play after play. And it's just encouraging to see. Like, and you would hope Chandler Jones would m- make some steps going forward, but God, I gotta give Chargers offensive line credit, man. Like they are really good. And there yeah. was some plays where Chandler Jones did impact the play. You just didn't see it a lot. But credit to that offensive line where they were just stifling that guy. Chandler Jones, man, he's been one of the best, if not the best, at just getting the quarterback down. And just they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. I would, I would, I'm hoping to see a revenge game against the Cardinals this week yep. and Kyler Murray, but also a tough assignment trying to get that guy down. So, But you're right. Crosby, incredible game, incredible performance. Put him anywhere on the defense, and he'll make a play. Put him in safety. I'm sure he'll get a pick. um what do you think overall of the defensive line though from the other guys because you mentioned Chandler Jones there um you know he was so close to like he had that stuff on Austin Eckler where he managed to get him by his shoestrings little plays like that um you know Justin Herbert did a good job escaping pressure but overall on the interior like I didn't come away from that game thinking man you know Bilal Nichols and Andrew Billings I'm not sure about those guys like Nichols he made a couple of plays man yeah yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, I think if you're a Raider fan, you're still thinking, man, I feel like we're just a defensive tackle short. And when you see a guy like Ndamukong Sue on the market still, it's like, oh, can we grab that guy? Yeah. Someone's going to get him, and he's going to be a difference maker, I feel like, this year, some contender. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Just I, I felt it wasn't the defensive line that let down this game. The defense overall, I thought, after the first half, I thought Patrick Graham made some adjustments. And they just made, and then the defense is just making play after play. Nate Hobbs pass breakup, and yeah, yeah. I, I was I didn't come away from that game just super disappointed because of the adjustments in the second half. First half, I was I was getting a little nervous, like uh oh, like this isn't looking good. But they made adjustments, and hey, they stifled them in the second half and gave the cha- they gave the Raiders a chance to win that game. I have yet to see an illusion of complexity, though. Uh, I don't know Patrick what that means because, <laughs> like, dude. If you want to talk illusion of complexity, go and watch the play where they uh, they didn't necessarily blitz Patrick Mahomes, but it looked like they were going to blitz on that Thursday night game. It was when they sacked him. They got right to him. I think it was Khalil Mack who ended up with the sack. But um, what they did was they disguised like they were going to rush six, but instead they had both the interior defensive guys go back into pass coverage as well as an edge rusher, and they had all three of their linebackers going after the quarterback and Khalil Mack on the other side. So you're rushing with four. Looks like you were rushing with six. But at the same time, he didn't know which four were coming for him. Totally baffled the offensive line. Like, if I'm here an illusion of complexity, that's the sort of stuff I wanted to see. I didn't really see an illusion of complexity in this game from Patrick Graham. I'll be honest. They did well. They they played well. I'm, I'm not down on the defense at all. Um, but if I'm talking illusion of complexity, that's what illusion of complexity is to me is when you do something no, like that. I, I agree. I agree. Yep. <laughs> I agree. That was, uh, when he said that, I was like, okay, we're going to see like a mad scientist kind of thing. Just mm-hmm. a bunch of shifting here and there, but it was more vanilla. It felt like, right. Just yeah. my guys against your guys. Let's see who best man can win. And more often than not, it was the chargers. And then the second half Raiders started making some plays, but if your secondary is not making plays, it's really tough. And if you're not getting the quarterback down, it's just as, sometimes it's just as simple as that. If the yeah. quarterback's not coming down, it's going to make it tough on your secondary if you're extending plays. And then their secondary got beat. And that sometimes it's just, just as simple as that. You, your defensive guys got to make plays. Crosby was close, but hey, close close doesn't count. What horseshoes, hand grenades? That's what only thing counts in. So right. It's tough, man. Um, it's gonna. And I'm, I keep saying this. It's gonna be tough this week against this little guy, Kyler Murray. This guy just yeah. finds a way to just extend, extend, extend. What you need to do is contain him in a pocket. Mm-hmm. I want Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, 
Don't let them get to the left or the right. Nichols, shore up that front line. Keep it. He's a short guy, so size matters in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Shout out, chew it and do it, Guru. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just want to see them just contain more. And it didn't feel like Herbert ran at all. If like, so like, I'm not saying that. that. And Herbert's right. a far better thrower for the football than Kyler Murray. But I just want to see them just get the quarterback down. I think it would just feel like the image on the screen would have a lot of relief for Raider fans just to see the quarterback go down. Because yep. last week it just felt like Herbert just yep. time after time again. You're so close. And he's just throwing it from like one knee. God, the guy's amazing. It just yeah. drives me nuts. We have to play him all. I hate complimenting him too, Steve. He's crazy. He's so damn good. He's crazy. And like, you know, going out there with that rib cartilage against the Chargers and then or against the Chiefs and then somehow Gutsy making cover. it how, how he, cover. I heard you on the pregame show. I went to go get coffee and I heard you. <laughs> I heard you go as I was walking back because our coffee machine wasn't working on the third floor. So I'm walking back and, and then I just hear you go. Chargers cover. Gutsy. Gutsy. <laughs> Fantasy too. 27 points for your boy. I was huge. Oh, wow. Well done. Um, <laughs> But uh, as far as the defensive line goes, you know, and we're talking illusion of complexity or whatever, uh, I want to see like an ET stunt, you know, like an edge and a tackle or a, uh, an edge. And then the, um, the defensive tackle, like when, you know, the edge looks like he's going one way, the tackle goes the other. And basically you switch the two guys when the play starts. And then you basically have, you know, say Chandler Jones or Max Crosby, you basically have them rushing from a different position, kind of fooling the offensive line. I don't think the Chargers offensive line would get fooled by that. Uh, but I think the Cardinals offensive line could. So this should be a, a situation where they dominate um, in the in the trenches as far as defense. The offensive line against that defensive line, I don't know really what to make of the Cardinals defensive line coming up. Um, I mean, you know, Golden's a beast, but J.J. Watt and I, Rashard Lawrence, I don't even – I don't even know what to expect from those guys. He has a really high PFF grade right now, but not so high uh, in recent past. Obviously, J.J. Watt's a beast, but you know Zach Allen on the other end, he can make a couple of plays. You do not want to see Zach Allen do the dance. I've seen him do it against the Niners a lot. Zach Allen does this thing where he like he he does his uh, celebration dance where he like contorts his hips and then moves his shoulders, and it's like something that a white guy shouldn't be doing, uh, like <laughs> I'm doing right now. I do not want to see that from Zach Allen because it's it's it could happen and it would frustrate a lot of Raider fans. I'm telling you right now. No. Yeah. This is, this is a must win game, Steve. I'm saying mm-hmm. it on week two must win game. No. Owen two team last year made the playoffs. So <laughs> if you start off, Owen, I, I know it's different. Like it, it ha- it'll probably happen this year, but the odds aren't good. Just judging from last year. And this AFC is stacked. You already saw teams. Like, I think there's going to be some more surprise teams. You already saw that week one uh, win by the dolphins against the, Patriots, you're going to see some surprise team. I think that'll be a surprise team this year. Yeah. Um, and if you're the Cardinals, same thing. If you feel like you go 0-2 like in that division against the Rams and the 49ers, um, <laughs> the Seahawks are first in that division, which is hilarious, by the way. One and yeah. Only team to win last week in the NFC West. Who would have thought? But it? yeah, like this is this is gut check time. You got you have to win this game. It's your home opener. Cardinals don't Cardinals don't have a fan base, so you should dominate that house. Like I want to see a lot of Raiders fans there making noise. And granted, the Raider fan last week against SoFi, it's all you saw in the stands. Like they were loud. Like they right. had to go, the Chargers had to go silent count a couple times on offense in that red zone. You saw it. So I'm looking for a huge bounce back win for the Raiders this week. I think they do cover. I think they're six point favorites right now. Yep. Um, I think they win by a touchdown. That, so I, th- I don't think they're going to blow them out. I think it will be a high scoring game, but I expect this team to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I I just think as far as like position battles go, um, I, I think the Raiders are just winning at about every position. Like the wide receivers against their cornerbacks, our cornerbacks against their wide receivers. Like they don't really have any. And Brondell Moore and Andy Isabella are both out. A couple of guys who are like depth pieces there. Obviously, they still got Hollywood Brown, um, who can be a stud. And AJ You're right. Green. I did not re- I did not reference him earlier. I completely forgot he was on the team. Marquis Hollywood. Such a weird late like yeah like trade happen with that that was weird well, among all the, among, amongst all like the wide receiver talk because that's all it was this offseason was wide yeah. receivers from that 2019 draft like hollywood brown it kind of slipped under the radar it's like oh yeah. kyler murray gets his former teammate um but you're getting that like the running backs on that team james connor can be a beast in the red zone but he doesn't really scare you too much uh when you're you know when they're deep in their own zone um 
you know, Eno Benjamin, like Eno Benjamin, really? I don't, I don't know. I'm is not he still really... on the team, Eno Benjamin? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I didn't see him a lot last week. Did... He had four carries for 28 yards. That's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't actually, to be honest, I didn't even go back and look, but I, I wonder how much of that was within garbage time because the Chiefs just absolutely took over that game and the second half was just who cares. Um, but I do think they, they got the edge pretty much at every position. Like they're a better overall team in my opinion. So um, they should, they should win this one. They really should. And, and Cardinals might be a dumpster fire this year. Like, I'm just going to say it, like just judging from that week one performance and all the stuff in the off season with Kyler Murray, the contract clause, him having to like study film, all this preseason him calling plays because cliff kingsbury said hey if it's so easy why don't you do it something's yeah. weird there man that's yeah. that not a recipe for success the uh the nfl knows what they're doing or hbo rather knows what they're doing oh. like putting them in the middle of hard knocks hey let's start it on november 8th <laughs> let's start it <laughs> let's start it week nine when they're really bad when that dumpster fire has turned into an explosion let's really let's let's make sure we get all the like i can't i can't imagine what footage they're getting right now um kyler murray doesn't know how to lose like he doesn't know how to lose so big sore loser yeah he is big he has very big um front runner energy when yeah. things are not going well for him he will pout on the field show up his receivers and it's not a good, that's why I, I, like guys like Derek Carr, I'm not too hard on because he never does that. Right. Like, like occasionally he'll do his little shoulder, his little strap thing on his helmet, like upset, but he's not going to show up as receivers. This one kills me. The little shoulder shrug, the, huh. like, what are you doing? It's like, like, I made the throw. Like, what are you doing? It's just, I hate that stuff. And Kyler, you're not good enough to be doing that. Like, you're just not, you had one playoff appearance. I know you were the Heisman. You were the anointed guy. You were drafted in the first round by the A's and the Cardinals. You like not like you've been the golden boy your whole life, but I think his reality got checked in that week in the uh, what was it the wild card game mm-hmm. against the Rams last year. He got destroyed against yeah. Sean McVay and company. So gonna be interesting. This is a must win game for both teams. So I'm excited. Yep, I agree. And um, you know, I'm curious to see what they do with the offensive line. I mean, what? So they're gonna have probably start off with Munford at right tackle, if I had to guess, because he just had a better second half overall. I'd be shocked. He's a rookie too. Like, you know what? Yeah. And I would like I'd much rather have growing pains with him than an Illuminor a, yep. a veteran guy. Like I would like to see more from Munford. And I think McDaniels and Ziegler would like that too. I mean, so what do you think? It's gonna be Parham at center. Um you're gonna have Johnson at left guard. Yes. And then right guard is the question. Yeah. Um, I think they go Lester Cotton. Yeah. Yeah. Lester Cotton there. Um, but Parham, it's, I'm not, it's actually, it's not sneaky. That's a huge part of this game is the center position. Mm. Like that's like Andre James for whatever, like he had a, I felt like he had a good game last week and that's really crappy how he got hurt on the very last play of the game, got the concussion. It was scary moment. He had, he had to go to the hospital. Like that was scary stuff. Like they had to like send him there. Mm. So um, I'm hoping he gets healed up really quick. Don't want to mess with concussions. Obviously, keep him out this week. Um, but that's a, uh, we saw that last week or not last week, but last year in that game one against the Ravens, with a lot of those high snaps, and Derek had to bring him down. Yeah, and it felt like uh, so. Look for that early in the first couple drives. If that center connection between Parham and Carr is on point, that would give me a lot of. Uh, of uh, easiness to yeah. where this team might uh, might be comfortable and win the game. Yep, yep. You know who else we we didn't really talk about, but you know, Matt Collins, nice little piece. I like. Matt yeah, Collins. They, get play. they get him more targets, man. If they get him, a, you know, three or four a game, I'm okay with that. Make him like the third down guy. Kind of use like everyone's expecting Renfro and and Waller and Adams to get the ball, but Matt Collins, nice little nice little fourth receiver there yeah. in the as, as a starter. I kind of like him. Big body has the hands can never have like, yeah, six, three guy cut mm. up there and get it. Like, and he had some yeah, big, I'll never forget. He's the dolphins guy that made that play when we should have beaten him. And then yep. Arden key and co. So I like him too. Just, just a nice little piece. Nice little piece to have. I know. Uh, I know. I want to see some more tight end sets, by the way. Sorry, Steve, I cut you off. I want to yeah. see a little more foster Morrow on the field too. Mm. Mm, I love that. Didn't, see him. Didn't hear his name last week. Yeah, he was more in there for run blocking instead of just receiving. I agree. I, I, mean, I want the I want the Gronk Hernandez double tight end sets. All right. <laughs> I want to see that, please. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, man. Um 51 and a half is the is the is the over under. I mean, I to be honest, over. I 
you're going over with it. Over. Yes. Really? I think this has the makings of a shootout with a couple of defensive plays late by the Raiders defense. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah. I know life's too short to take the over, but or take the under, but man, the under seems very We were right about the under last week, though. That cashed for us. Chargers yes. Raiders. We did say take the under in that game. Yeah, we said take the under. We also said the Chargers were going to win. So our predictions were, we won. were, were correct. Uh, we should have right, real man. money on it. <laughs> yeah, man, right? It's like finally we get a winner. And then all of a sudden you bet again and you think that's going to be a winner. And then you lose. And it's just. Yeah, a- and then the Cardinals win tomorrow and it's. 20 to 10. It's just a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Uh, but we'll have a lot more to react to, obviously, week two. I think you're right. Like, it's, it's you know, about as close to a must win as you could possibly get. You just can't go 0-2, especially with the schedule that they have. And you're going up against the Cardinals team that is without DeAndre Hopkins. This is when they are at their weakest right now. So Need to win this game. You cannot yeah. lose to this team. You cannot you lose to this team. You can't. They're 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 not good. They're really not good. All Raider, right, man. And Vegas is telling you they're a damn near touchdown favorite, so you should <laughs> win this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad they are, dude. You're supposed to win by six, even though you I just- was shocked when I like well, not shocked because like right. because the Raiders played the Chargers tough and Vegas thinks highly of the Chargers this year, obviously. Um so and then, then the Cardinals getting smacked that bad, so I don't. I didn't think they would be a touchdown favorite. I thought maybe like four, four and a half points. But I saw six. I was like, "Well, damn. Okay, I yeah. win this game, Raiders." I know. I know the Cardinals have a lot of. You know, they got some young talent on defense. Uh, you know, Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins and uh, Buda Baker. He's really good. Trayvon Mullen revenge game. Uh, and they got Rodney Hudson along the offensive line. Yeah, he didn't participate. He he was out week one. He was just a DN. Yeah, DNP. So I, I is Trayvon is Trayvon Mullen get in play. He's questionable right now. Questionable, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you never know. All right, man. Good chatting with you. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Uh, Black Hole Sundays, man. We're getting it going. It's actual football season, which is great. We have something to react to, and we'll get a new episode out for you next week. All right, Spadone, any lasting words here? Uh, I am expecting two and a half sacks by Chandler Jones. Woo, two and a half. I want to see that, man. If him and Crosby, if him and Crosby can get after Kyler Murray like Bosa and Mac did um, against Carr, then it's going to be a ugly, ugly day uh, for yeah. Cardinals fans. All right, for Joe Spadoni and myself, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy your Sunday. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 